With just seven games remaining in the regular season, the Boilermakers found themselves in the thick of the Big Ten title race in mid-February. With a 20-3 record, Purdue had climbed to ninth in the AP poll. But an 8-3 record in conference found them tied with Indiana in second place, a full game behind Michigan in the Big Ten standings. What's more, the Boilermakers had road games with Michigan and Indiana still on the docket. Their destiny was certainly in their own hands. But before a trip to Bloomington for a Saturday afternoon game, they would have a chance at revenge against the Wisconsin squad. You see, the Badgers, led by future NBA All-Star Michael Finley, had defeated the Boilermakers in Madison earlier in the Big Ten season. Three days after that test, Coach Katie and company would head down to Assembly Hall to take on the Hoosiers, a team they had beaten in Mackey in overtime a month earlier. Without further ado, here are Coach Gene Katie and host Larry Clisby. It's Katie Corner from February 22nd, 1994. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's show. The Big Ten saga continues. Almost every game in this league uh, going down to the wire, a lot of times in the last possession. And that was the case for the Purdue basketball team this week as they split a pair, winning at home by three over Wisconsin, losing on the road to Indiana by two, 82-80. Coach, um, a real uh, typical week in this conference and for your ball club. Well, it was. We had a good uh, uh, win, uh, uh, you know, during the week, and then to come back and lose this one is, is uh, kind of depressing. But by the same token, the kids played hard, and both teams played hard, and uh, they just played a little better than we did, and executed better, and then made the free throws when they needed to. If we make our free throws at the proper percentage, uh, 75 percent, we we have a chance to beat them. But we didn't do that. But I think uh, you have to look at it as a a tool of of learning about what you need to do to get better and it's a heck of a way to do it but there won't be any games in NCAA any tougher than that one and uh, those are the kind of games you got to get by if you want to advance and until we learn that and until our kids execute under critical parts of the game where it's either you win or to lose it we're not going to be able to get over the hump so we either as coaches got to help them find that way or they have to reach down and do it themselves during the game and I think it has to come from both parties. Okay, with well, five games left, what are you looking for now? Your team has improved in many areas during the course of the season. You've won 21 of 25 games, three of those lot, in fact, all four losses by a total of 12 points. So the games you've lost, you've had a chance to win every one of them. So you just talked about execution down the stretch. But what are you looking for in the next five to get ready for the tournament? Well, we've got to go to Ohio State and get ready for that one. That'll be a mental job first. We've got to be able to, you know, uh, Except the fact that uh, uh, we're not in the championship run maybe anymore, and you just got to get ready for the NCAA if you're in that. We're not in that yet, but uh, Ohio State's going to be very, very tough. They got uh, a lot of quick athletes that, are, that will be hard to guard, and uh, we're going to just have to outcompete them. And if we can't do that, we'll come back and you know you get ready for the next one. So we hope that we can go over there and pull one out. We won there last year. It can be done, and uh, you just have to go in there and do the things it takes to win. Coach, your first loss of the year was to Wisconsin at Wisconsin. You lost by six. You had the rematch uh, last week, and um, you expected a difficult game, and they came in here without freshman uh, center Rashard Griffith and played you a terrific ball game. Well, they did. They were uh, very, very competitive. They played great defense, and uh, we, we had them uh, down uh, a few points, and then we let them back in the game, but survived at the end, and uh, we found way, a way to win this one. Well, let's pick up the highlights here at uh, Purdue's Mackey Arena in front of a full house again. Matt Waddell hits a two. Wisconsin leads 3-2 in early going. 
One of the few baskets in this game by Conzo Martin, who had a bad day offensively. He was only two out of 14. Glenn Robinson was five of 26 in the first game, perhaps the worst game of his career, and uh, came back and really played well in this game. Yeah, worst game of his career shooting-wise. He did right. some other things pretty good, but uh, they did a great job too timing and we didn't respond to it very well at Madison. Here's Herb Dove, and uh, Herb had a nice ball game. Herb was playing very well right now, Larry. Uh, he's really giving us some uh, depth, and it gives us that defensive quickness we need and starting to learn his strength as far as shooting, so he's really contributed. He's had a, a very good year. Yeah, one, of the, one of the real good points in this game, Coach, was that uh, you got a lot of second-chance points early, and uh, that's been a weakness of the club, and I know that made you happy. Well, we out-rebounded, I think, 42-41, to 41, but finally we're getting some offensive rebounds and, and getting them back in the hole. We haven't been doing that for a few games. Had a couple here in a row uh, getting the offensive put back. Good defense on the half court, and uh, I think most people, if they observe this game from the outside, would feel that both teams pretty, played pretty good defense in this game. Well, what we try to do is get the kids to understand that you're going to play 40 minutes of basketball, and after 40 minutes of hard-fought basketball, or say 39 minutes, you're going to be tied or it's going to be a one-pointer. So you've got to find out how you can uh, uh, pull it out. Here we get an easy transition basket. We could use more of those, Larry. Here we get another chance. Yeah, sometimes you don't convert, but you do beautifully here. Waddell, a nice uh, alley-oop pass to Robinson, and he puts it in. And then Brandon will hit here, right from the wing. And get fouled. Right. And you're on a 14 to nothing run here and take control going in at the half. And, of course, after the game, Stu Jackson, uh, the Wisconsin coach, will say perhaps the biggest play of the game is the one we're going to see coming up here in just a moment. And then the uh, shot that we're talking about, Coach, is this one in the final seconds. I right. stand back. Now, I can make this now. In practice, he hits them. So I have no, uh, I, had, I don't have a problem with that. That was a shot that he could make. So if you can make half your shots in the game that you take, well, you're allowed to take them. So we don't say much about it. 38-27 at the half as you lead by 11 and then maintain that superiority for most of the half in the second stanza. Good work here, and Conzo misses, but Glenn gets that rebound and slams it home. Wisconsin, uh, in this game from outside, Coach, uh, missed their first 11 from three-point range, and usually uh, averages will come to the forefront, and they hit some, of course, in the second half. Here's a five-point play for the Boilermakers. End up being five because uh, Glenn will hit it, hit the three-point play, and then hit two free throws off a technical foul on their coach. And then here's uh, Finley. It's pretty hard to defend there. Well, if you make people shoot tough shots like that over a course of the game, if you get them and take them enough of them, you're going to beat them. So that was a great shot he made. And Kilbride from outside. Porter uh, stripped the ball inside here beautifully and uh, get the steal. Well, Wisconsin's back in the game because of their ability to hit the long shot. Tough shot here by Glenn as he hits from the foul line. You lead by five. Then Kilbride will come back and look where he throws this one up from. Now it's a two-point game. And this is a real tough shot for Glenn. Big, big basket. And then Kilbride again. Look at this one. Boom. Well, that happens occasionally, but the Boilermakers will hold on and win this ball game by the score of 67 to 64. Here's the final play. This isn't a foul right there. Foul, but Ian should have not taken the ball out, Larry. He should have let our, our man that takes it out and get organized. So 
certain situations where we got to do a little bit better job thinking. So the Boilermakers win the ball game, 67 to 64, and uh, split the uh, season series with the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. Of course, the uh, Boilermakers went into the week ranked ninth in the country, and Coach, uh, you've you've played in a lot of difficult places this year, and I know you did that by design. Uh, but you're not going to play in too many tougher places than Assembly Hall in Bloomington where they started the night with a 41-game winning streak at home. No, we might play some uh, places that have different uh, styles or, or uh, maybe in, in a given year better talent, but you're never going to play in a situation where the environment is, is, is that tough, as it was in Mackey for them here. So it, it's good for both of us, and you have that type of... Uh, challenge to try to overcome it to prepare you for the NCAA. Well, both, uh, both, I think all people thought that this would be a terrific basketball game. Sometimes when you anticipate something like that, it doesn't turn out that way. But this game lived up to its billing. It was an outstanding college basketball game, win or lose, and uh, we pick up action in the first half. Down three and early going, and then uh, Glenn uh, Banks went in for his first basket of the game is 10 to 7, Indiana. Well, he had a great game, Larry. Uh, you know, scored 39 points in a game like that is is amazing, really. And uh, didn't uh, seem to force much no, either, Coach. He, he did, a, to be did great. a good job of taking shots, and then he, of course he goes one on one, creates a little bit on his own, but uh, gets him in a hole. Great block there by Glenn on uh, Allen Henderson. And here's a very tough shot over a double team. Down six at that time. Porter driving inside. The ball gets loose and Matt Waddell picks it up. And Justin Jennings with a very difficult baseline jumper. Well, I like to see Justin do more of that, get a more assertive, uh, you know, on offense and, and also on defense. But uh, you got to do it in practice too, Larry. Nice pass, and Conjo got that one in the hole. And here's Porter Roberts on a nice feed off uh, to come play. Yeah. Todd Larry scores for them in transition. It's 27 to 24. Now look here. Uh, oh, that's a tough call there. That turns out to be a three-point play for Bailey. Well, it's not a tough call. It's a charge. Yeah, it was. You know, so you go on and play. Those calls all even out during the year, so you go about your business. Robinson stays with it and put it in. Glenn went on a 14-point run at the end of the half and 21 first-half points. And there he got fouled. So, you know, that's just the way it is. You go, you go with what you get, and if you don't get them, you keep playing. Two-point game at halftime. And then uh, Martin, who was kind of silent in the first half, uh, started off very well, and then you have a steal here. Earlier in the year, Glenn missed a shot like that, and he hasn't missed one since. No, I don't think he will again, hopefully. Evans, he's tough from long range. Well, they shot 67% from the three-point line and uh, uh, led the nation three-point shooting percentage. We led the Big Ten in uh, uh, defending the three-point line, but didn't do a very good job on this evening. Indiana in a rare zone, Coach. In the years you've played against them, you haven't seen this very often. And well, Porter penetrates here and gets a bucket. Uh, we just, uh, they made us stand around. They did a good job and they adjusted and uh, we didn't adjust uh, well enough on the, I thought we stood around the defensive end uh, because we stood around on offense. So it worked basically against us in two ways. Down seven at this point in the game and good drive there by Leary. 
but now uh, you come back in the game. You know, you were down 10 points at one point and then did very well in a stretch. You had uh, hit six or seven against that zone defense, and I, I know you were much more pleased. You were able to penetrate and get some good shots. Well, to penetrate and pitch with the dribbles, what we were trying to get done, and then flash people to the ball or screen the outside of the zone. Here, uh, Waddell hits a tough shot, and the rim rims around, hits the backboard, and goes in and makes a, a chance for a three-point play. Still down five at 67-62 with seven and a half minutes to go. Yeah, we don't fight through a screen, and Evans gets a nice shot over a triple screen. And here's where you go down 10. But then uh, fight back. And you've been able to do that on the road all year if you do get down. You've been able to fight back and get back in these games. Good drive here by Martin. Yeah, we got to do more of that, Larry. Take it the ball to the hole and get fouled. And, and uh, Conklin did a very good job there. Gave us a little opening and he took it. Glenn hits that three-pointer at 75-72. This is a huge play here. Yep, didn't block out. The three things we've been preaching on all year, Larry's blocking out, running back on defense, and taking care of the ball offensively with smart cuts. That three-pointer put them back up four, and then uh, Robinson again at 39, which is three points shy of the Assembly Hall record of 42 by Steve Alford. Working the boards, and there's Herb Dove again. patient and uh, Ian gets loose and puts it in and you're down two. And then this will tie the game right here, coach. Herb Dove does it. Get it inside and Herb flashes, gets open and freeze fakes and gets him up in the air. Tied at 80. And in this case here, you know, normally I, I think Henderson, you're looking for Henderson to post up here and take the shot and Lindemann got free. You were double teaming there and uh, he was fouled and he made both free throws. And, Here's a guy that hits only 50% of his free throws. He hit them both. Well, you made them when you had to. That's what you had to do to win games, and he did a good job. And here's the last play of the game. Well, we got messed up when we were supposed to cut there, and and uh, didn't work out. So execution was the key. It always is, Larry. 82 to 80, the final score. Again, a, a tremendous basketball game, but it is a loss, as Coach mentioned, and. All right, Coach, let's go to some of our questions. Uh, we do have one question this week. Uh, we'll roll it and see what your answer is. Hey, Coach, I noticed this year you're playing an up-tempo game. I wonder if that's something you're going to recruit for for the years to come or whether it's just temporary for this year or maybe in just two years. Well, I think the main thing about uh, what all coaches like to do is be uh, a winner and be entertaining and fill the arena. And uh, usually people like to see uh, – basketball teams, especially in Indiana, fast break. So we've always tried to fast break here. And uh, I'd say it's here to stay. Uh, we'll recruit uh, players that we think that can graduate, have good character, and win basketball games. So sometimes that doesn't always uh, depict whether they're going to be fast break teams or not. But certainly a coach would be an idiot not to want to be entertaining. And there's a couple of things that have happened, Coach. Obviously the uh, shot clock has been reduced somewhat. Uh, how you handle the ball in the backcourt has been uh, changed a little bit on how you put defensive pressure there. And uh, certainly the three-point goal has had a tremendous impact on this game. And as we saw just a week ago when Kentucky was down 31 on a visiting floor and came back and won, uh, that had a lot to do with it. Well, I think what I like to see in my players, Larry, no matter what style of play you're going to be, first is be aggressive, and then second to be able to concentrate. 
And I think the aggressiveness kind of goes towards offense, concentration maybe on defense, and then most important ingredient of all is to be competitive, have a competitive spirit. So if you can get those three things and work those in your practice drills and your practice sessions, it's going to carry over into a game and hopefully you can be a winner. So uh, uh, I don't think the style of play is important as, as how you teach it and, and uh, how it comes out in, in the games with uh, uh, productivity. That's a fine, that's the bottom line. To, to be a winner and to sell the arena out and graduate your kids is are the things that you're trying to do. Wouldn't you also agree, though, that uh, the style of play, to have the ability to, to do different things, especially in this league, to be able to play defense in the half court, get out of the press sometimes, uh, do different things like that, you know, attack against the zone like you had to do the other day. I mean, all those things make you a better club depending upon the opposition you're going to see. To be able to execute against any situation, you're right, against a zone, against a half-court trap, against a three-quarter court trap, against one, three, one, uh, whatever, you have to be ready to attack those and you have to have prepared your players. Uh, preparation makes you self-confident and that's what, what we try to do in practice and with our style. So uh, we just hope we do a good job teaching and we hope we teach them to be competitive and if we can do that, then no matter what people throw at you, you're not surprised, you're not, uh, we have a, a motto, expect the unexpected. So uh, if we haven't seen that, it's because the coaches haven't done a good job preparing their players. Coach, uh, next up, Ohio State. You mentioned them a little bit early in the program. It's a team that uh, you really took care of earlier in the season in a big way. And since that time, really, as you look at them, they've played pretty well. They've been hampered by the loss of a really excellent athlete, Derek Anderson, who tore up a knee. But uh, I've watched them several times since we've played them, and they seem to be playing very well. well they always kind of get to where they can win the game. They find ways to lose it. So uh, I'm sure that we'll help them with that. <laughs> so... Uh, we played a game here against them the first time was really quite shocking in that we beat them as bad as we did because it just happened to be things went our way and, and they kind of fell apart and you had snowballs on you. That's going to happen to you once in a while, but I don't think it's going to happen like that uh, at Columbus because they're very competitive there. They have a great, great crowd and it's going to be a game that uh, you know we're looking forward to playing because we've got to hang in there if we still have a chance for the championship. We only got two more games on the road, and I know they're tough ones. Ohio State, of course, the one we've been talking about, and then you play Michigan a little bit later. And to set up something where that would be important, then obviously you got to go into Columbus and do well. And then you got Penn State next here at home, a team that uh, uh, of the teams that have, have, have got you good this year, it would right. be them up there. Well, one of our goals this year, Larry, by our seniors, is not to let uh, any team beat us twice. So Penn State has a chance to do that. So we got to take care of business. But first of all, we've got a little chore at Columbus, and anybody that goes in there, and they have, if you've been in this league very long, you know that's going to be a very competitive scene, and they've got some fine athletes, and they've got some players they can bomb from the outside. And then along with Watson, who's developed here lately, a big 6'11 kid in the middle, and Funderburk, uh, they have some people that can hurt you. Good luck, Coach. I know it's going to be a tough week. We're behind you again, and we'll see if we can bounce back from that difficult loss at Bloomington. We'll see you next week on the Gene Cady Show. So long, everybody. You heard Coach Katie all but dismiss his team's chances at winning the Big Ten title a couple different times there, and with good reason. Now, with just five regular season contests remaining, the Boilermakers were a half game behind IU and two full games behind Michigan in the league standings. They would surely need to turn up the intensity and hope for some help along the way to get back in the race. Next up, a game against the down Ohio State squad, a team the Boilermakers had embarrassed earlier in the season with a 38-point beatdown, as well as a home contest against the Penn State team that got the best of Purdue in Happy Valley. We'll have that story for you next time on Katie Corner.